0: Welcome to the Parents Place Podcast. My name is Hillary. And I'm Jen. We are excited to have you guys here today. Um, We appreciate all you wonderful listeners out there. So we are excited because we have one of our colleagues here, Marlon, who is one of our family educators, and she's going to talk about a topic that a lot of us parents hate, (laughs) in all honesty. So it's a good one to bring up. And that is the topic of homework. We need like a dun-dun-dun after that, right?
1: I was going to go dun-dun-dun.
0: <laughs> because I don't know about you, but I don't know very many, of any families, that stand up and say, I love homework. It is amazing. It is such a great opportunity to spend time with my children. <laughs> it's not the case.
1: No, it's a horrible opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> Fights yelling, screaming, crying. Yeah. yeah. For both parties, yes. right? Yeah. For each other and adults yeah.
0: in yeah. general. Yeah. And so I think we can all agree on the fact that homework is a battle in many, many households, regardless of their ages, right? Mm-hmm. Whether you're talking about a kindergartner or an 11th grader, yeah. it's probably still a struggle. And so we're excited to have Marlon here so she can share some of the tips, the techniques, the things that we can do with our kids to hopefully ease the burden to an extent, maybe decrease the the tears. Hopefully bring out a few more smiles, maybe. (laughs) That's part of this process. (laughs) (laughs) So I know there's a lot that you want to share, but maybe let's start with, I'm just thinking the basics. So looking at your home, like Let's set the the stage for
2: what exactly uh, your homework area should look like. I like that you said that. So um, one of the suggestions they have is that they have their own place to do it. It's a designated space. Maybe it's not full of clutter. That would drive me crazy. And, you know, they have their supplies. And um, I don't think it has to look a certain way. But maybe feel a certain way for the child. Make sure they're comfortable there and they have what they need so they're not getting distracted.
1: So do you think this needs to be a separate, like I know lots of people use the kitchen table. Mm-hmm. So does it need to be separate from the kitchen table or that's just the kitchen table? That's the homework table? That's that's a good
2: thought. Um, I know like I don't have the space to have a different room. You know, right. I don't have like an office space or anything, but um maybe have it cleared off for them mm-hmm. which is really hard um <laughs> uh, you know have it so it can be the kitchen table it can be that traditional place but make sure it's not cluttered it's clean and they have their pens and pencils mm-hmm. and things like that and that can become a routine mm-hmm. and um yeah it doesn't have to be a separate space it can just be a special space and you make it special because mm-hmm. i think yeah no go ahead
1: <laughs> um i'm just thinking like oh, today is the kitchen table. Today, it's the family room coffee table. You mm. know, tomorrow, it's, you know, a hard book under you as you sit on yeah. your bed. <laughs> yeah, That could be, and I really like how you brought it up in a routine yeah. um, situation that this is where we always do it yeah. and making sure that that space is picked up and cleaned so they can do it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm just thinking, my daughter, she is... She's real good at wasting time. <laughs> and she's even better at finding things to distract her. And so I'm thinking, I love the idea of just having all of the supplies there. Mm-hmm. Because she'll be in the middle of homework and think, oh, I need to grab an eraser. And then she'll run somewhere in the house. And 10 minutes later, I'm pulling her back. Oh, okay, I need, I need a crayon. A <laughs> exactly. I got a blue crayon, but I didn't get a red crayon. And so... I love thinking, all right, we're gonna find this space and we're gonna
1: fill it up with all the supplies. You could have, you know, like those little cleaning totes that they have with two sides on it. You could fill one up with crayons, pencils, erasers. Mm -hmm. All of that. And you just pull it out and And it signifies
2: homework time. Yeah, sets the stage. I like that. That way she doesn't have to say, oh, gotta
0: go get a purple crayon now. (laughs) Yes, it's all there. You don't have to leave for
1: any
2: reason
0: whatsoever. (laughs) They
1: don't understand that prolonging it doesn't mean they get away with not doing it. It just means it takes 10 times longer.
0: I know. Okay, so you've set the stage. You've got your space. You've got your supplies. Now I need the kid, right? So, So let's talk about... I mean, for for a child or or a teen even, what do they need to do even to prepare themselves for homework? Are there any tips in regards to even getting them
2: ready? I love that you asked that. So I like to think of it as like when we come home from work or a busy day, you don't like to jump straight into doing something else. So give them some like quiet time. Give them and maybe there's make it a routine again those are so important for kids um every day my kids used to go jump on the tramp for 30 minutes and then we do homework so they have that break time like adults aren't that different from kids and you know like we like to wind down we don't want to jump straight into something else and with children they also have this need to feel like they're in control um which is good we have that that same thing too and um, it's suggested that we let them choose when they do it. I can see this going well with some kids and maybe not others, but you can work on it. So you're giving them a choice. You know, you need to get your homework done. Would you like to do it before dinner or after dinner? And if they can make that choice, they feel a little bit more responsible. They might, um, follow through a little bit better and they feel like they have some control in their life.
1: And I think reminding them on those days, okay, remember you chose to do your homework after dinner. Mm -hmm. We're gonna do it after dinner. But I like that you said giving them a little bit control. And I like how you saying giving them choices because Mm -hmm. some people are like, okay, I'm gonna give my kid control. When would you like to do your homework? Mm-mm. Whenever you would like. Just choose a time. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I like to say like boundaries <laughs> with choices in them. Like mm-hmm. we have to do your homework. When do you want to do it? Yes.
1: Yeah. And, yeah, Because you tell some kids and they'll say, mm, I don't want to do it. Yeah. It's kind of like asking them, will you please do this? I mean, we can always add please and thank you in there. But when you say, do you want to do this? Yeah. yeah well heck i don't want to do I it know. either a
2: solid no i see that all the time i'm like do you guys want to come help me clean up the front room and they're like no no and I'm like why do i always ask it as a question
1: <laughs> uh. because then you kind of have to follow through because that's how you phrase yeah your, uh-huh. phrased it and so unless you want the battle i nope. guess and i don't yeah. ever want a battle yeah so don't phrase anything as a question <laughs> well and i'm even thinking i love the idea
0: of giving them a kind of that freedom in regards to homework. And if you do, if you are one of those parents, that's like, uh, no, I don't want to give them an option. They just need to have it done. I think that it's easy to find other ways to give them choices as part of that process. And so maybe, maybe you say, you know, it's time to do homework. Do you want to start with math or do you want to start with reading? Do you want me to sit next to you or would you rather sit down on the couch by yourself this time? I mean, I think there's other ways to incorporate that freedom. If you feel yes. uncomfortable giving them the option of the the time, do you
1: want a glass of water or a glass yeah. of milk yeah. while you do your homework? Do you want this snack or that? Yeah. yeah,
2: like there's so many ways to break down choices, and they feel like they have that control, but they're still being successful in getting their mm-hmm. homework
1: done. I had one parent say that they gave their child the option of doing the homework the day of the homework or in the morning before they went to school, oh, yeah. and they found out that. <laughs> child didn't want to do it before Mm. he went to school and because he wanted to sleep, of course. Yes. And this is, he's like, what do I do? And I said, this is when you kind of have to say, okay, it's seven o'clock in the morning, dude, wake up, Mm -hmm. you're doing your homework. So if you're going to give one of those choices like that, you've got to make sure that they follow through. Because if you don't, then it's just like that inconsistent slot machine of yeah. maybe I'll win this fight this time, but not next yeah. time. Yeah, that's great. I love that you brought
2: that up because um, it also talks about natural consequences. And I think this can work for some ages and others, but if they're, my parents did this, like I'd wait until 11 o'clock at night and I start writing a paper and mm-hmm. then I have anxiety and then I start crying. And they're like, well, you know, like, I mean, they'd comfort me, but like, it looks like you're going to school without your paper. And then mm-hmm. next time, so with some ages and some kids, they can learn, I didn't do this last time. I got a bad grade mm-hmm. and it felt awful. And they can learn from their experiences.
1: So That's a big thing for my stepdaughter. That's a huge thing. I got a bad grade in her school. She's lucky enough to be able to redo mm-hmm. assignments to get better grades. And so, but for her just to get that bad grade, yeah, she considers a B plus a bad grade. Oh my So (laughs) I'm like, oh, honey, if I graduated high school with C's, I was happy. Mm -hmm.
2: I love the opportunity that brings up to be like, how did you feel when you didn't get your homework? Like Mm -hmm. it's a really great emotional connection opportunity. And like, remember last time you did this, you felt really stressed and disappointed in yourself. So let's, and you can encourage them that way. Mm -hmm.
0: So speaking on that, Mm -hmm. I got a little one. I won't name names, but (laughs) that likes to waste, as I've mentioned, waste a lot of time. And oftentimes we're sitting at our table for much longer than what it needs to be. So any tips on maybe those kids that just are fighting the good fight and are taking their sweet time? And what do you suggest at one point? Do you cut them off and say, what's done is done? Do you pause it and save it for the next day? What would you suggest with those little ones that like to stretch out that yeah.
2: time? Um, there's a couple things that come to mind. You could do breaks. Um, if you say let's get to question five and then me and you will go run around the house three times or, you know, like, um, just have little checkpoints or, um, I had a nephew that if he got to the letter P when he was practicing, he'd get popcorn. And you know, so just little things like that, and then you can also incentivize. Um, it talks about not rewarding good grades, but instead rewarding progress. So you can acknowledge this. I know this is really hard for you. Let's get to here, you know, and and then maybe next week, you're like remember last week you got this far. Let's try to go a little further because I know you can do it. And um, that's what I have to do with my daughter because the attention just isn't there. <laughs> and i mean she struggles in school but and i'm with her teacher like she didn't do the whole thing but she got this far and depending on the situation you might be able to work something out with the teacher let's encourage progress and not
1: perfection necessarily Mm -hmm. i like that creating breaks i remember for me in college i hate math Mm -hmm. it's like Oh, for all of you that love math, <laughs> I'm so proud of you. <laughs> I really feel like we should always be an advocate for all subjects. And so I've really had to catch myself to say, not to tell kids I hated math. <laughs> but um, even in college, I had it was so hard for me when I was taking a st- statistics class, because those are all story problems. Mm-hmm. I despise story problems. <laughs> and so I would have to go over to my brother-in-law's and get tutored on how to do this and, yeah. and oh, I would, oh, well, one problem. Okay. Let's talk about this topic Yeah, just to prolong mm-hmm, yeah. and avoid. I don't know if it's necessarily prolonging, but it's more avoidance. Because it is hard. So imagine a child that's really struggling mm-hmm. and now you're going to make them do a whole worksheet of math problems yeah. or grammar or whatever it may be. Yeah. Sure. You're, you don't want to do it. It's really m- discouraging. And also it doesn't make you feel good about yourself.
2: Mm-hmm. I love it. like cater to each child. Like, you know, your child and you know where they are. And if you don't, you know, just pay attention, ask them, um, and just encourage, I love encouraging progress because my one of my little ones that is behind, she gets so discouraged. And I'm like, no, look how far, like remember where you were last year and look where you are now. Um, Cause we don't want shame to be like associated with homework. If we're trying to make it a better situation, don't make them feel worse about where they are and how they're doing. Mm. Yeah. I have a little
0: one who struggles with that need to to be perfect and to Mm -hmm. seek out that perfection. And because of that, homework is a struggle for us because everything needs to look exactly the way that she wants it to look. And we've gone through many erasers (laughs) to to make her homework look up to her standards. And we've had a lot of talks about that, that there are times when your teacher wants you to do your best work. And we're gonna slow down during those times and we're gonna work to the best of our ability. But then there's other times where we can go quicker or it might not have to look perfect depending on the assignment that it is. And so we've we've had that discussion many times that, you know what, it may not be the ideal, but you're trying your hardest. Mm -hmm. And that is all your teacher and me as a parent is asking of you, is that you're trying your hardest.
1: I'm mean, just thinking, like you had talked about talking to your teacher. You're talking about letting them know when they're having issues. And I think that's an important part of it. If your teacher knows mm-hmm. that this is a hard thing for your child, that this isn't their greatest subject or whatever it may be, if we talk to them and have that open communication of, hey, number one, this is a nightmare at home. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get them to do the whole entire sheet, but it really is a huge struggle mm-hmm. and it's affecting our family Yeah, or, you know, my child's worrying about perfection, mm-hmm. talking to them and letting them know so that they have an idea of what's going on. And maybe you can work out that, yeah. okay, this is, this is the minimum of what I want, mm-hmm. it's 10 problems or three questions or whatever yeah. it is, just so that I know that they understand the concept. I love
0: that. My daughter has a really good first grade teacher right now that basically said at the beginning of the school year that if homework ever becomes a burden to let me know because we do not want that to be the case and so and and then we'll make adjustments if needs be but she flat out said that if this is too much if this is becoming a load that you or your child can't take anymore we need to know that but if we don't tell our teachers they will never know Mm -hmm. so it's up to us to be able to communicate that back and forth so they can make adjustments. Yeah. So let me ask this, because I'm thinking about my situation, and you mentioned, Marlin about being able to cater to your, your child. Um, one struggle we have at our house is that we have three different kids doing homework, and their homework load looks different depending on their teacher, their grade. What do you do about battles in regards to to yeah differences in homework just amongst
2: siblings that's a tough one i have heard suggestions of doing them at separate times but that's not always realistic you know if you have so many kids and you have things you need to do that's not always possible but um if they're i feel like a lot of younger kids my nieces that are younger have so much homework (laughs) and i don't know you can explain to the older ones or whoever's upset like at different times, you have to learn the basics and that's more, you can kind of s- squash it out like that. Or, you know, I, I'm so sorry that, like, you know, like I, different teachers have different rules and that's, I don't know, maybe it's a life is tough moment. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think validation is a huge thing though, mm. validating, I understand that this is frustrating. Mm. I understand that you don't want to do all of this work. But this is what we have. Mm-hmm. And um, maybe, you know, like we've talked about of breaking it up so it's not so much at one time. But um, I do really believe in validation just so that they know they've been heard and that you understand how they're feeling. I
2: love that. Um, a lot of the times I also struggled with math. <laughs> so when my When one of my daughters is struggling, I'm like, you know what? Math was so hard for me too. (laughs) Like, I I understand and you don't want to do the work, but also, like, you don't have to be perfect at it because guess what? You're good at this, this, and this. And it's okay if this is hard for you. I'm here to help you, you know, kind of focus on their strengths and make that help them realize that not everything has to be a strength, but we still have to get this homework done. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So we bring up math.
0: What do we do in these scenarios where the homework is too hard for us oh my <laughs> as parents? I feel like we are entering this like new world where we're looking at our child's homework and we're thinking, gosh darn it,
2: I can't help you with this anymore. My <laughs> so... daughter is on fractions and I'm already like, you're only in fourth grade and I already <laughs> don't know how to help you with your homework. Yeah. Uh, and I think a lot of parents are there where mm-hmm. they, they're like, well, good luck
0: with that. Yeah. Yeah. I wish you well but uh, try not to fail at
2: this. Yeah, I think that's another great time to reach out to the teacher and have that good communication set up maybe when you can go in. I last week I went in and my daughter's teacher showed me they do it um they just do it. It's a Montessori school, so they do it mm-hmm. in like this unique way and they say the weirdest words, you know, they don't say borrowing anymore. They say something else. So, I just met with her for 20 minutes and she showed me how they do it and what the words they use are. And I'm like, oh, like, it, it's the same math, but it was just different. So um, I think having that good communication with the teacher and maybe, maybe if you let her know that if enough kids are struggling, they can set up some sort of support for that as well. YouTube's always a
1: great place too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you if you're can in learn <laughs> math on YouTube.
0: Yeah. It's just, it's so interesting because I feel like these kids are going to be far smarter than we are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're learning so much that I think, yes, you hit fifth fourth grade and that's about my, yep. my max, right?
1: <laughs> I wish they could have like what the teachers could, because they all use canvas now just mm-hmm. because of the pandemic. And so if they could upload little videos of this is parent videos, this is how I can do it. Right.
2: And that'd be even more helpful for maybe parents who work who can't make uh, you know, a visit to the school. Mm-hmm. Maybe you could suggest that. Just yeah. record it on their phone, and they send it to you. Yeah. Just
1: one or two problems. Show us how it is. Yeah. Put it up on Canvas so we can all access it. Get creative.
0: <laughs> so let's talk a little bit more about the incentives that we can incorporate. Because I know, like you mentioned, we don't necessarily want to reward them for every homework assignment they're mm-hmm. they're you know accomplishing. But for some kids, having something to motivate them definitely helps. And yes. so is there anything that you see that works that would be effective with those little ones that might just need a little bit of extra um yeah. to get it done?
2: I, with my daughter, I have a little chart. And so if she reads so many books, she colors it in and then she earns something. And my other daughter was actually saying, like, why don't I have a chart? And I said, if you want to learn to do something that's hard for you, you can have a chart. So, um... I, for me, I used to just give them a reward for everything. And I've learned from past failings that that's not going to do well because then they want a reward for everything. Um, but if it's hard for them, you can reward their progress. She picked, you know, a beanie baby or whatever. And I made a lot of, you know, there are a lot of hearts she had to color in. It wasn't like <laughs> 10. But I think that um rewards for progress, again, not perfection, can work as long as it's not for every single thing. It's this thing that's really hard for them.
1: I think also non-monetary rewards work Mm -hmm. as well. I always like to fall back on love languages of what, how are they really going to appreciate this? Is it spending time with me as a parent and, you know, them choosing the game or me sitting down playing a video game with my child that i have no idea on how to play it yeah but now i can tell him or her teach me yeah and they can see that there's hard things for me too but you're creating that bond do you want to go to the park i mean there's lots of non-money rewards that you can do it that kids love yeah i love
2: that i hadn't thought about that because honestly i can't have any more beanie Babies bo- in my house <laughs> I am going to explode. But I love that because those are more meaningful because, you know, the Beanie Boo cool for a week and then it's under the bed. But mm-hmm. I love that idea. And then you're creating that positive attachment even more. Mm-hmm. It's almost like you're tricking them <laughs> into hanging out with you. <laughs> That's right.
0: Come to me, child. <laughs> well, why don't you just kind of close up with any last thoughts or ideas that you have on how we can make this more successful
2: in our home? Um, again, I've mentioned it a couple times, but routines are so helpful. Um, kids push back, <laughs> but it's, it's for their own good. And if you are consistent with that, they can they really benefit from that. I've seen that with my own kids. Um, how, again, so routines, um, designated place, and you can do your best to be near them so they can reach out to you and ask for help. I used to ball my eyes out. When my mom would just walk three feet away from me when I was doing my homework. So um, be there as much as you can and get creative and make sure you have a good connection with their teacher too. I think that's important.
0: Yeah. Thinking about my own daughter and uh, sometimes she'll get in the the habit of asking me for help with every question that she has. Mom, I can't do this one. And, And then she'll pause as if she doesn't know how to handle it at that point forward. And so we've gotten in the habit of, I've gotten in the habit of saying to her, if you can't quite figure one out, go ahead and move to the next one or move to the following one after Mm -hmm. that. Finish as many as you can. And then we'll come back to those ones that maybe you don't quite know how to do. This is in regards to math. So obviously this doesn't work with some other subjects, but I'm always still there, but I want to give her the chance to work through as many as possible. And then once she's done that, then I'm right there to help her out with those other ones. So, you know, you don't necessarily have to be sitting next to them that Mm -hmm. whole time, but be in their presence so that they still feel that support They feel you. Yeah, you're mm-hmm.
2: available to them. I love that. So they're not like, all oh, right, mom, help me finish this one. But, oh, no, I feel like I can't do the next one. I love that idea.
0: Well, we wish everyone well.
1: <laughs> <With homework. laughs> Everyone's in our thoughts. <laughs> wishing you putting out good vibes. Yes. Uh,
0: no, but in reality, I think there are definitely some things that we can do as parents and caregivers to up the effectiveness of of this homework battle and and really just make it a happier situation just by doing those simple things to change our mindset, our atmosphere, you know, how we're communicating with our child. It's, yeah, you can see significant differences by doing small things.
1: Well, we wanna thank you for coming today, Marlin, and talking with us. We wanna thank our listeners for tuning in if you would like to reach Hillary or myself, you can email us at parents at thefamilyplaceutah.org, or you can reach out to me on Facebook, Jen Daily the Family Place. If you would like to receive weekly texts, you can text TFP to 33222. And we hope that you have a great week. I challenge you to choose one little thing to work on with your kids with homework. And again, if you would like to attend any of our virtual classes, you are welcome to do that. If you would like to find out what is being offered, you can go to thefamilyplaceutah.org. We hope you have a great week, and we'll see you back here next week.